All right, and welcome to the Okie Show, show the podcast that dives into the gritty details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industry, and then tosses our guests into the deep end of improv games. I'm your host, Brian Gilliland. Welcome to episode four. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about marketing yourself and your music. Mm. And my special guest for today is Kyle Reed. Howdy. He's the front man for Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots, which features John Calvin on guitar. You bastard. Oh, man, I got lucky. <laughs> uh, let me make sure I'm saying these names right. Oh, hey, yeah. David Leach on the trombone. Da- oh, yeah. David Leach, he plays trombone. He plays upright bass sometimes, you know, like... These guys wear a lot of hats. Man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've also got Kevin Stringfellow. Kevin Stringfellow. Bag- Bageltone. Yep. Yeah. Johnny Carlton on the bass. And then Steve Boaz on drums. I know that name. S- yeah. Steve Boaz. He's, uh, he's not only uh, an amazing drummer, he also owns and operates Breathing Rhythm Studios down in Norman. And that's where we recorded that, that Chariots record. Oh, it was man. at his studio. Yeah. Now, the Chariots record, you guys uh, just released... All right, here we go. It's been it's on iTunes. It is on iTunes, and it's it's kind of the whole thing is live. The whole thing is live. Yeah, that was That's awesome. That was an awesome process to do it like that. Um, and it wasn't the first time we had tried to do it either. You know, that was a process we landed on after the first go around, not working out so well. Right. So, you know, up until then, I had I had done music like most of us do on our, our on our laptops. You know, where you can just layer on however many, you know iterations of yourself you'd like to do um and i kind of took that that model and and applied it to doing this full band thing and so we recorded all the parts individually and everybody played great but then later on i was going through you know and trying to edit the stuff and it it didn't really have the you know the energy it didn't really have the you know the feel that i liked about other recordings that i was listening to that i was trying to uh, uses as guideposts for this this record. So, yeah. a couple of months later, and after doing our deli residency, where we played at the deli every Thursday, you oh, know, for, and I missed t- every one of those shows. <laughs> no, that's all right. It was like on a Thursday or something. It was on it? a Thursday, yeah. like seven seven to nine, and so that's 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 a very unique time spot, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and we learned a lot. You know, the band just they get tight. You know, yeah. we were doing these things, and we were rehearsing a lot, and we. We finally, after you know, after months of me trying to edit these songs to make them feel good, they had just started to feel great, you know, yeah. playing them live all the time. And so that's almost decided... like that's almost like being on tour, like having a regular time slot. Oh like yeah, yeah, you know, and and being on tour is a that's a, that's a really special thing. It's a pressure cooker, you know, like, yeah. like you, uh, I think you were mentioning. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it does, and it really you know sharpens things up, you know. It's it's great. It's a great feeling, and then it was great to go into the studio and, you know, not only perform it sort of old school the way that somebody might do if they were, you know, tracking something uh, back in the time when that swing music was more popular, uh, but also, you know, using old technology like Steve used yeah. the tape machine for oh you for guys the first went time. analog yeah what right it wasn't I, that's I, oh man <laughs> that's amazing. It was pretty. It was pretty incredible. And I think that that was that was one of the first ones that came into Steve's studio. Maybe it was the second one that he got to use that tape machine on. Yeah, he, f- he found it. Was he was he losing his freaking mind? That sounds <laughs> like a sound guy's dream. Oh yeah, and this is something that he's you know he's into that kind of stuff you know. Yeah. And so that's sort of what his studio 
is about you know like even a, he'll he'll use you know uh you know in the box stuff you know when when the situation calls for it um but even then he's you know he's all about creating the the right atmosphere and the right vibe for the right yeah. sound of that record and then making it happen well and that live style <clears throat> i thought that whenever i i found your album i, I just thought mm. that was so cool that you guys did it all live because that really is like you just made your listeners travel back in time too oh yeah when that style you know was was prevalent. oh sure and you know i i find that you know it was it was a really scary thing to do you know i yeah. I always consider myself a guitar player first and a singer second. And so just to be like, no, we're just going to throw the first vocal take on there. That's oh, just the man. one. That's it. That is kind of yeah. <laughs> like, that's scary, but at the same time, that's kind of thrilling. It is. Like you're really, you're not really wasting time in the, in the studio, like overthinking stuff. No. And I, I think that overthinking projects kills so many projects, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, how many, I have I have countless unfinished things you know, like <clears throat> yeah. on my desk. You just get stuck yeah. in that rabbit hole of like, but I hear all these other riffs and stuff that could go in there. They as well. could, they could go in there. But then after all that, am I going to like the first one? Yeah, <laughs> am I yeah. going to go back and be like, oh, that was it? Now you've also got a solo EP that's also available on iTunes called "Don't Be Afraid." That's it right. It was released May eighth. This is released really recently. That is, yeah. And let's talk about that because <clears throat> that kind of segues <laughs> into what's sitting behind you, which is the cigar box guitar. That's absolutely right. Uh, well, and, and there's, there's also a really neat tie-in story for the, you know, the release. It was on May 8th. It was at the Paramount Theater and... Which is right downstairs! Which is right downstairs. (laughs) And this, this was the second release I've done at the Paramount. I love the Paramount. We did the Chariots release there too. Yeah. Now the Chariots release, there was, uh... There was like an act of God. It was the, Mm. the, a pipe burst and there was like flooding in the hallway and... They, I mean, they took care of it. They took care of everybody. I remember that. But it was water. It was waterworks. And then come release this Cigar Box album last May. This was prime time for the t- tornadoes and, every, you know, like right. the weather yeah. was really, it was really hitting the fan. And there wasn't a tornado that night, but there was just torrential rain. There was just yeah. like buckets of rain. <laughs> And and I think I think that maybe five people came out to the out to the release, but we put on a hell of a Ray, show. Rain is the biggest freaking killer. We just played. Uh, Laney and I just played a little duet show. Mm. <clears throat> uh, opening for JB, he was kicking off his Europe oh, tour. Oh yeah, right. And on. like, it was on a Thursday, which was kind of strike number one. And then it was raining outside, and right. I just, I, I, it sucks because it's freaking JB. First yeah, of all. right. He's amazing, and. I, and like we should have had way better turnout than we did, but it got ah. boned by rain, by the rain, you know, Oklahoma style. But I, th- you know, there's just some kind of some kind of magic about the about the rain, right? Yeah, it makes people want to want to stay and watch Netflix. I guess. Yeah, and right. I'm, Netflix I'm and chill. There's got to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of work around of like broadcast it on. I don't know. <laughs> All like, right. Yeah. yeah you know, broadcast like, it online on some kind. Which of... that actually? Um, That's uh, a thing now. Right. Bef- oh, oh, before we go any further, we've, mm. we've been talking about your music, but but oh, for right, those right. that who don't know who you are and what exactly you sound like, yes, can you give us a little? I'd be happy. Ditty. Yeah, let's do this thing. So I've got I've got my cigar box guitar here, and this is you handmade this out of what? Oh, so uh, we've got a. Uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me just make sure that's about right. We got. Right here, just your standard uh, cardboard, really dense cardboard. I was really surprised. Dense cardboard uh, cigar box. Hmm. 
And then uh, mounted on the cigar box, you've got a couple of little rivets, sound holes. You've got a bolt right here for the bridge and for the nut up at the top of the neck. Now the neck is just a, a piece of one by two poplar you can get a, huh. at any hardware store. Uh, so we got the bolt there at the top and then uh, you know, a piece of string to keep it around your neck. And then three strings, you know, you just got these three. So I, I'll, I'll play a little something from that, um, from that cigar box EP. I might turn this up a tiny bit. Well, here, here we go. This one's called uh, "Don't Be Afraid." Or no, no, that's the end. This is it's all right.
Tune called "Don't Be Afraid." Is it, is it "Don't that, Be Afraid"? Uh, that one's. Uh, it's all right. It's I, all I right. misspoke okay. earlier. I that "Don't Be Afraid." That's the the title of the. That's the name the of the actual EP. Yeah. Which you can buy. Uh, it's got four songs on there all together. <clears throat> They're all instrumental like that. They're all instrumental like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gorgeous man. Ah, thanks, man. You just recently did a thing on TED Talks. Yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just the same kind of thing that, um, I did that actually just before I recorded the, um, the cigar box EP. So I played a lot of those songs there and I remember they brought me on. I wasn't, I wasn't a speaker or presenter. I was, you know, an entertainer, you know, so I was there. I, I didn't uh, talk a whole lot, but that was actually good. This was one of those times when, uh, I, I schedule myself against my best interest. You know what I mean? So this was on a Friday, and I think I was supposed to talk right after lunch. Uh, and Thursday night, I played my normal, you know, I think, I don't know if I was doing, you know, the residency then, but I played at the deli from 7 to 9, took a little break, and I played from 10 to, like, one thirty that night at, at the I deli. Am. Yeah. And I just... Working. Yeah, working. <laughs> <laughs> I had the... The worst hangover of my oh, life. Like, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and the whole, yeah, the whole day, I'm like, there, there's, you know, awesome, and you know, intelligent people with great ideas, and there are all these cool talks going on, and I'm just, I'm just throbbing, oh, you know, man. in my head. Yeah. But I, I did the TED talk, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah looking back on it, I, I really, I really enjoyed, you know, getting to do that. I think I recognize that because I, I. When you, for those of you that are listening, when you watch Kyle playing this cigar box, it kind of becomes a little hypnotic, <laughs> like because it sounds like a freaking, like a cross between like a guitar and a dobro mm. because of the slide factor. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I love it. It's got such Thank a, for you, me, man. it's such a tiny freaking thing. It's got such a great full sound. I was I was actually really surprised when I built my first one. I built it, you know, just on a lark. You know, I've always thought yeah. that stuff was cool. Um, and when I plugged it, I, I wanted to, you know, make a pickup for it and I, I played it, you know, acoustic and it, it was kind of a little rinky dink. This is why I, you know, I brought the amplifier in today. Uh, it sounded cool, but it just doesn't project, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then I built a little pickup for it and I plugged it in, you know, a little bit of reverb and it sounds, it, it, it really is kind of trance. Like I get into yeah, a trance. Yeah, reverb really just puts the icing on the cake. The shimmer. Yeah. And you know... <clears throat> Sometimes I really love to drown it in reverb, and sometimes you know it's just a little bit, you know, because yeah. I just love I love how it. Reverb you can on hear. acoustic instruments, like the different acoustic instruments that aren't like guitars, because mm-hmm. we put reverb on a banjo. Oh yeah, harmonics on that, and it sounds so. To me, it sounds really cool. Yeah, no kidding. But um, so 
that is your original solo stuff, but then you've also got mm. the, the, the Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariot sounds is a very, very different, it's very still different. in the same vein of like folk acoustic kind of stuff, Yeah, but it's a much different sound. And I want you to describe the sound, but I want you to do it in a certain way. Okay. I want you to do it as if you were performing an infomercial. So sell us on <laughs> Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots. Are you tired of 90s throwback swing bands with really funny looking fake zoot suits? No more, because I have a special for you tonight. For the price of three bands, Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots will take you back to that time when your grandparents were still sexy and knew how to shake a leg. Uh, Call now. It's, that started off as like a, a wonderful Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> Are you tired of these crappy 90s bands? These crappy 90s bands. Yeah, I now... read of the low swinging chariots. Oh my god. I love that. I can't remember where, what it was. I saw an infographic on the internet one time. It was like different impersonations. And the pauses, you know, yeah, like the yeah, very, yeah. very distinct pauses. It was, it was pauses. like the uh, Walken comma, the Shatner comma, <laughs> oh, right. and like the <laughs> Oxford comma. The Oxford yeah. comma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. I got to go to a word from our sponsors. Uh, the Okie Show Show is brought to you by Metal Chairs in a Hot Room. We don't have to wonder who farted. We know damn well. <laughs> I'm working on my sponsor list. It's it's still a brand, it's a young show. Give it time. Don't insult your sponsors right off the those bat. Are, those are some idea. legit sponsors. Well, I mean... That's a great way to not ever get another sponsor again. I mean, chairs in a hot room, they don't really give us a lot of money. Again, they didn't, they didn't get the premium package <laughs> of not getting shit-talked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, I also want to. I, I don't think I've even introduced you yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm trying try to keep it low key because I know it's like you know this is Kyle's time. I'm just here yeah. to make things slightly more awkward, I guess. Well, joining us in the non-studio because this is actually an office. Uh, we're on the third floor of the Paramount, just kind of crammed into Indian Head Pictures' little tiny closet of an office. But uh, this is Jason Dowdy. And you, first of all, supplied these microphones, so thank you thank for you. that. No problem. No problem. Uh, what, what mics are we using right now? Uh, we're using a couple of KSM32s and then a AKG Perception 200. They sound so, sexy. Sound yeah. sexy is, is all get out. Yeah, beats be those SM57s you're working on. Oh, man. <laughs> um, They're a studio so, staple, though. So. They are. They are. Sure. Great products. They, well, looking I for sponsors. Got... <laughs> right, yeah. Brought to you by, yeah, it will be brought to you by SM57 someday. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. marketing yourself as a musician in Oklahoma. Right. We don't live in LA. We don't live in New York or Nashville. Sure. Or, you know, so navigating marketing in Oklahoma, we were just talking about getting people to come out to your shows. Just oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talk about how you go about promoting yourself and your shows. Well, uh, I'd say rule number one is always don't be a jerk. I think that if you're if you're following that rule, you're you're gonna you're better off than, you know, ninety percent of the jerks out there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that is kind of the uh, the work part of of being a musician. You know, like I I think that's what I get paid for when I you know get paid for a gig is to do all the stuff that you know sets up the gig, and then when I'm actually there playing the gig, that's that's sort of the reward for the thing. You know. Um, so I guess, gener- you know, uh, first thing, you know, 
was have have some kind of marketable, you know, like or distinct brand about it, you know. Um, and that's kind of what the Low Swinging Chariots was, you know, was meant to be was this this music I had loved for a long time that seemed like there was a gap, you know, yeah. a, a a nice gap to fit into. Right. At least with, you know, because there were bands, there are bands, there are lots of bands, you know, around Oklahoma City who play the kind of music that we play, you know. I think that they just tend to steer it more towards, uh, you know, early dinner crowd, you know right. what I mean? Um, so so you're, it seems like you're trying to market to kind of a younger, the kind of audience that would typically go to see groups like like who else like the kinds of people who would want to come to the show and actually dance instead of yeah and remember how they used to dance to this kind of music <laughs> right <laughs> that's brilliant i remember yeah. when my legs worked <laughs> right yeah i mean and because you know we're all you know that's where we like to hang out you know yeah. is at those kinds of shows you know before it'd be fun to play those kinds of shows you know yeah. um and yeah that's you know the kind of people we hang out with and the people we know you know young people and uh so and it was also kind of the world I knew, I guess, you know, I had been playing around Oklahoma City for a little while, you know, and uh, had gotten a taste for it. I really liked it. I didn't want to stop, yeah. you know. Actually, that was, uh, I think we met back in the John Bear Fortet days when I was playing. Yeah, with, we totally did. Yeah. And Man, I was that so... Was, that was like seven years ago. It, I think it very well may have been like <laughs> seven still years. In, you were still in college. I was still in college, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty young, I think. You know, I, I turned 21 in that band, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun band to turn 21 in. Oh, yeah. It was great. We had a good time. Uh, But, you know, I remember being bummed out when, like, you know, John, he got a job out of state and he he moved away and, like, it was was done. And so then it was like, okay, well, now you got to, now you got to do something else, (laughs) you know? Because I remember when you guys, like, I didn't, I didn't know that you guys had, like, gone your own separate ways, but, like. Oh, Yeah. It feels like uh, we're of a particular generation oh, yeah. of, the, of the bands around here. And, like, have you noticed that, like, there's a new generation, like, every year? There's always a new generation. Like a new yeah. string of bands that are, like, It's now, like Star Trek. Uh, yeah, it's and it's, like, the bands that have survived. The, <laughs> like, Sherry Chamberlain's still playing every once in a while. And, like, yeah. Allie Harder's still around. And oh, she's I, still playing. And she's getting better and better, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's great. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And there are bands, you know, like great bands that i i loved back in, in that time we don't play anymore you know for any them. any number of reasons and i do miss them yeah. yeah uh but it yeah it feels good you know a certain part of you know maybe to steer back to, to the, the the question you were asking about marketing you know a certain part of that is staying power you know if you just you know if you just keep at it long enough yeah you get you finally get that name recognition that you know yeah. like, oh i've heard of you, <laughs> you right know, like, yeah and that, you know, that's half the battle, I feel like. It's yeah. just making, you know... Like, and it's I... weird whenever you finally cross that threshold. Mm-hmm. Because, like, part of you feels like, or at least this was kind of our experiences, that we're like, okay, well, we don't have to market nearly as hard as we used to. Like, oh, we don't yeah. have to promote as hard as we... <laughs> because now people are starting to know who we are. Right, right. And then that's not the case at all. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a nice uh, reminder to not, not think, you know, too much of myself. You know, like, is yeah, it, yeah sometimes... There are factors outside your control, or maybe sometimes they're like, "Nah, I'm just not in the mood to go." You know, yeah. like see some see some music, or specifically see that guy. Maybe you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think yeah, it's important to you know, I think just just keep at it. You know, just do if if it's something you're enjoying doing. If it's you know, if there's other stuff you like to do, then you do that other stuff too. Yeah. You know? um, what, but, in your opinion, is like the main thing that brings people out to a show? And I mean, and this is open to both of you. Guys. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd be. Because Jason, you're also in 
like you play no fidelis but you're also an eyes made ready and uh I mean, like, you're, you're in a laundry list of yeah, bands. <laughs> Catalonia, if we ever decide that uh, we all want to live in the same city please. or, like, practice <laughs> in the same city. die. <laughs> I really, I, I love playing with those guys. Uh, I'm supposed to meet up with, actually, with Jared this week. I'm buying a bass from them, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh... The, it, I'm really unsuccessful with marketing my music. Uh, the, last, <laughs> the last thing I did, I did a little solo... Um, solo things to my house where I recorded a bunch of like yeah short songs under 30 seconds it was a big it was completely insincere it was just this big <laughs> joke about you know streaming services wanting to get to the commercials faster so they're right. like curating uh, short I thought it was really <laughs> clever it was really oh, good. and man. it was called yeah. Jason and the Executives yeah yeah Jason and the Executives where can people that? find that uh, they can find that on Bandcamp iTunes Spotify I just nice. threw it all out there if anybody wants to hear it YouTube it's on YouTube oh, nice. okay cool so you know why not Google. yeah I mean I, yeah. I'll get my seven cents from Google yeah <laughs> oh my god you set up you make yeah no money on album sales yeah <laughs> it's so, incredible it's yeah. it really is like it's depressing like you finally get your your change from spotify and it's like oh look i made a quarter in a month yeah. i yeah. know right that's yeah. a good month yeah <laughs> but one thing i have noticed about trying to market like especially here in oklahoma is people who have a lot of success are serving not necessarily just the oklahoma city metro area but a lot of other underserved communities at least ah. musically like getting out outside the city to those places where you know, maybe somebody doesn't want to drive into the city to see live music. You know, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I know Allie's had a lot of success doing that, mm -hmm. just playing anywhere that'll have her. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's a really great way to build your audience without, you know, playing the same four bars every other weekend. It's important right. to remember there are other places to play. Yeah. yeah. And I think we all, you know, maybe all fall victim to that thinking, but you know, I, I discover new places all the time. In fact, um, there's an amazing, you know, speckling of like, uh, reoccurring house concerts and stuff around yeah. Oklahoma yeah. City that are Finally, incredible. Finally, my first house show in like two years on Halloween. Man, that's awesome. And it was so much fun. I felt like I was 20 again. I guess the Courtney Andrews <laughs> show doesn't count because you played that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That was... <laughs> yeah. That was... Ah. She was amazing. She's great. Yeah, yeah. You've played. You've literally played on stage with her before. I, mean, I can't remember. I don't think we did was, any tunes together. Yeah, it, that was more Courtney Marie Andrews. That was more hanging out at Breathing Rhythm after the show. And that, just oh my jamming. gosh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. showed me that crazy tuning she uses, and I love it. Oh yeah, she plays she's that guitar amazing. like a harp. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. she's an incredible. I don't, I don't know how her fingers do that. Yeah, Courtney Marie Andrews. Look her up. She's do good. It. And she's fantastic. moving to LA pretty soon. Try. Yes, I know. She's trying. originally from Washington, though, isn't she? No, she's originally from Arizona, moved to Washington, and now she's moving to L.A. for a couple of years to, yeah. you know, do that thing. Most people sure. <laughs> like that ask me if they should move out to L.A. I always tell them, like Nashville, or you know, just stay here, cultivate it. But she actually is she is friends with Ginny uh, Lewis. Oh, really? Isn't yeah. She? Uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Unconfirmed. She name dropped a couple people, and I was like, oh. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. She just, <laughs> yeah. she just uh, what was it? She's opened for uh, who'd she just open for recently out there? Eh, oh well. Yeah. 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 Bygones. It was a big deal. It was kind of a big deal, you know. I'm amazed that Sam Crane hasn't moved out to LA yet. I think she she likes the setup she has. You know, I mean, uh, actually, and it's kind of I was I was contemplating this recently, you know, because she goes on tour a lot, and I'll, I'll play with her sometimes when she's in town, or we'll do little runs and stuff, but. It's amazing to think that, uh, you know, 
the cost of living in Oklahoma is is it's is so great, yeah. and there's a really awesome music scene, you know, like of of supportive uh, and collaborative musicians who mm-hmm. are also very talented. You know, and maybe that's because the cost of living is really low. You yeah, know? Right. but you know, if she's going to go tour in Europe or tour all over, you know, the country, why not? Why not? Yeah, call call this home. You know, yeah. for with the time that you're home. That's true, yeah. and especially for her style of music and for your style of music too. Oh yeah, and just like John Fulbright's style of music and like. That is true. Like, why wouldn't you live here? Yeah. Well, it it means you get to... It's the sound of Oklahoma, and you get to see those Oklahoma artists more, you know? And that, you know, maybe I'm sure, you know, you could probably move to any amazing Nashville town, and you'd probably meet really amazing people. And you'd probably... That's the thing, you know? I think about those big cities, and I think that, you know, there's the, the saturation effect, but there's also just the you know, the saturation of opportunity, there's just a lot more of that kind of stuff going on in those towns, yeah. right? But Well, and that's also, I mean, like, breaking in, because we do have a saturation here, like you and John Calvin, and like, you know, there are a lot I think of, of Jake Rennick Simpson and, and uh, you know, all those guys. You, you know Jake, don't you? I've, I might know Jake. <laughs> he's actually, he's in Nashville now, but he's okay. around. He's, um... I didn't realize he moved to Nashville. I know, yeah. Traitor. Traitor. <laughs> Freaking traitor. One of the best, best fiddle players oh, I've ever met. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's uh, seriously, the, mm-hmm. I mean, like, he did a couple little guest spots on our album. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he would seriously just come in, hey, how's it going? Hear the song for the first time, hammer it out, bye. bye. And it was just yeah. like gold. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. A guy like that'll be fine in Nashville. Like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, go in, do two takes, and throw the second one away because you didn't need it in the first place. Because you didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love I love that stuff. I yeah, I'm, I'm I'd love to meet this guy. You, know? you man, it, I don't know if he's still he actually no he is in town, and if if luck would have it, then we should grab a drink and you guys yeah. meet because he's oh, yeah. just stupid talented. That's that's great. Like uh, um, Daniel, is it Daniel Bottoms, the fiddle player, Alley's fiddle player? Oh. I know who you're talking about, but I the beard, yeah, the beard, yeah. I think it's Daniel Bottoms. I, I yeah, you're not probably. thinking of Daniel Folks, are you? Daniel, Daniel Folks, which is the best fiddler name ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Daniel Folks. Oh, you were born with a fiddle in your hand. That's how that works. He was born with a fiddle in his hand and a beard on his chin and a beard. And on he his just chin. got married, didn't he? He did. That's yeah. right. Out in Nashville, him and uh, Samantha Lamb. But oh. uh, I feel like I'm getting old. Well, I am getting on twenty nine <laughs> in January, but uh, like, congratulations! I love oh, thanks. Woo! <laughs> That's why I love your style of music and like mm. the folky style of music because it's just not ear splitting loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, okay, old man, exactly. We get it. Seriously, like we get it. I, I've been. No. Des- I finally found a lounge that's just quiet, and, like I could have a drink without having my ears blown out. Yeah. Not, but- and I still love that style of music. Mm-hmm. But I, it, I just, it's small doses, man. Just my, I, my ears are my money makers. I know just what you mean. And I had that a very similar experience uh, earlier this month, about a month ago. I went to Cane's to see Father John Misty because I've, I've been, I've been digging that Father John Misty stuff. And I went up there and I've at this point memorized all these songs in my mind and he nailed it. He just like yeah. executed, but it was so loud. It was so loud. And there were like these punk little kids who were you know crunching their beer cans on the dance floor at Kane's Ballroom and right. I just wanted to disrespectful disres- little punks I know right I was like respect <laughs> the dance floor this is sacred ground Bob yeah. Wills Bob made his career Wills. Here. and he, he's like Bob who you know. like yeah I saw Nickel Creek play one of their last <laughs> shows here <laughs> which uh-huh. I did 
That's uh, it's uh, a great place to see. I've never gotten to see the Punch Brothers though. Oh no, it's been driving me. Weren't crazy. they just there? I think so. Yeah, Chris Thiele, dude. He's taking over a Prairie Home Companion. Did you hear about really? that? No. What? Yeah. So now, now, that, now everyone's going to be able to go mean? Google that to see if I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I might. I think he's taken over. That guy, Chris Thiele, is like... Someone needs to take over. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Chris Thiele is literally the best mandolin player in the planet. He's toured so many times with... Um... Rattle him off. Oh, God. Of course, <laughs> I mean, of course like, now, you know, with, with folks. He's toured with many folks. Many folky folks. Well, first of all, he, he came from Nickel Creek. And uh, that's where I like. I grew up on Nickel Creek, and then and he's made all his records like Edgar Meyer and Yo Yo Ma. And all that stuff. Right, those yeah. are the people. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. Bela Fleck and like all these mm-hmm. people that are just like the best of the best of the best. And then people somehow he's this in. young little dude. Not I mean like he's a grown adult now, but like he's like this young kid like sharing the stage with freaking Edgar Meyer and, and Yo Yo Ma. Like that's just insane. Yeah. It's it. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, it speaks yeah. to the you know the the transcendence of music, you know, yeah. the universality of that language. And generations passing it on. It does, yeah, you know, yeah. generations passing it on and that you can have, you know, like the oldest, most, you know, like road-worn cellist in the world, you know, yeah. like, and then some young kid, but if they both speak that language, yeah. if they both understand each other, there's nothing nothing between them. I, lo- I don't, Do you know who Noam Pekelny is? I don't think I do. Noam Pekelny is the banjo player for the Punch Brothers. Okay. And uh, he's really close with Steve Martin, who's ah. a insanely accomplished banjo player and so it's oh, just yeah. really cool to see this like these generations it's like the mantle being passed down. yeah that's and that's how it happens you know like uh it's something that's fallen out of favor in the year when you can look up stuff on youtube which i do all the time you know right. like who doesn't you know look up how to change your car's headlight or how to yeah play mm-hmm. you know like a, a suspended chord or something yeah. on, on youtube but there I, there sorry, is this so many YouTube videos on how to hammer claw, and I cannot figure it out <laughs> well, to this save is, my life. And that's the point, you know, like the, the people who, you know, who do this stuff and who are like the keepers of this secret, I think that they, you know, they, mm-hmm. they study under somebody who yeah. really knows their stuff, you know, like, and it, it just absorbs like, every little drop. Yeah, yeah. It seems like with music, you can't, that's one of those things that you can, you can be self taught and you can watch all the YouTube videos in the world, but it will never be the same as being an apprentice. I think that's true of a lot of things too, right? You know, like um, how many bedroom DJs are there, you know, and how how much bad electronic music is in the world, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure it applies to films and stuff as well, you know? Like you get to work with people. Uh Like Mm -hmm. it's, I'm going to be having, I'm I'm calling it the sound guy circle and it's going to be like five of the top sound guys in the state who I trained under one of them and he trained under... Okay, and so it really is the same. Yeah, like generation. This is it's really cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, kind of getting back to the whole marketing. Yeah. Things. What what tips do you have? <laughs> We're rabbit trailing here. Yeah, yeah. We started nerding out on the on music. Yeah. Um, that what, what tips do you have for mm. aspiring musicians who want to make not just music but make a living? Okay. Making music. All right, and I feel like I kind of copped out of the last question about marketing, so I'm really gonna try to drive this home, All like right. some concrete stuff. So, uh, first of all, um, you can't, well, first of all, I want to answer the question you asked before, which is, you know, how do you get people out to show and how do you, you know, promote yourself, you know, know what you want to do before you step out the door. You know, like I can't, can't tell you how, how quickly my ears turn off if I'm at an open mic night or something and somebody's up there and they don't, 
it's not even that they can't play well. You know, like I respect somebody who will get up and play one chord over mm-hmm. and over again, but will put some some feeling and some intention into it. Um, so you know, I'd say know what you're you're doing before you step out the door. You know, right. uh, and just make sure that you know what kind of show you want to put on, and then and then do that as well as you can. You know, if yeah. you don't have a product to sell, you can't sell anything. You know, and it sounds weird to call it a product, but it, sometimes you have to turn on that switch in your well, brain. I mean, like, you know, that's kind of. I mean, like that's that's part of what we're talking about. Is yeah, is, you know, music is just as much a business as owning a business. It is, so and you're I you're a business of one or five. And I've got an LLC, and a lot of people I know do. You know, like yeah. it's it's it is what you do at a certain point. It's it's a job, and you have to you have to work at it. So that's the first thing is you know make sure you know what what you're going to be selling people, and then. Uh, make sure they know about it. You know, like we, even this, it's the you know, it's the digital age, but doesn't mean you shouldn't hang up posters. Doesn't mean you shouldn't, yeah. you know, like try to do radio spots yeah. and stuff. You know, and even when you are doing that digital stuff, know like what times a day do you want to post what about t- uh-huh. certain things? Yeah, and, and you can do scheduled yeah. posts on Facebook and Twitter now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Mailing so, mailing lists. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, that's that's key. Like, like that, that disappeared for a while when people figured out they could market through Facebook and MySpace and all this stuff, and then they changed their algorithm, and mm-hmm. now well, nobody sees what you're doing. And emails. I mean, it's a it's a good way to make sure that you know people because anybody who gives you your their email address, they want to know mm-hmm. what's going yeah. on with you. That's why yeah. they gave it to you. Right. You know. So and and, oftentimes you'll get an email from a band that you completely forgot about, and it's nice to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they're up to. Maybe they released a new record. Maybe they're playing in your town. Yeah. You know. Uh, I forgot that I was on Desi and Cody's email list. Oh. I got a random email. I was like, Oh my! They're still around. They are so good. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I so love, good. I love them so much. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they get married? They. Yeah. They're, they're another married. Couple they're totally bands. a couple band. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And it's super sweet, yeah. And we see, we see them all the time, you know. Or up in Tulsa, you know, those yeah. Tulsa cats are pretty, they're pretty Tulsa's kicking. Tulsa's got a pretty kick-ass music. scene. They have a really kick-ass music scene. I, I respect that music scene a lot. Uh, in fact, Horton Records put out uh, the the CD and digital of uh, of All Right Here We Go. You know, we oh, were one yeah. of like the few non-Tulsa bands to do a Horton mm-hmm. release. You That's know, cool. yeah. yeah, it was super cool. I, I dug it. I wish I didn't despise the drive to Tulsa as much as I do. <laughs> that is just two hours of nothing. Of not a whole lot, of yeah. Just <laughs> nothing, and it's the most painful drive. The worst part is when you've played a show, and you've got some beer in you, and, and you, you've got to make that drive you're back, gonna make it. and you're just sleepy, you're just <sighs> tired, exhausted, you just loaded out, you loaded back in. This, this happened to me mm-hmm. one time in Tulsa. I played two, two gigs in Tulsa. I played at... Uh, dwelling spaces uh, like a two hour thing and then I went and I sat in with the damn quails at the Mercury Lounge which was awesome which was so much fun but this was a night when it was getting icy there were actually a ton of Oklahoma fans the Tequila Songbirds were there and they they drove back and skidded into a curb and like bent a a rim or something so they stayed in Tulsa they they hobbled hobbled (laughs) to a hotel but I, I was already like on the turnpike whenever right. I got that. There comes that, a point of no return. There is no return. I was just like, no, you're don't you're going the whole way. I did, and I went twenty five <laughs> miles an hour down down the turnpike oh. until I got to Oklahoma City and by that point it's four in the morning. Oh my god. And they've 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 shut it all down. They've shut it down. <laughs> they shut down the highway. Because, you know, a lot of those highways in Oklahoma City, they're elevated and they're they're frozen as as hell. Oh my gosh. So I took side roads and back roads all the way to Norman from like the 
from so the turnpike. you're turn driving back to Norman. So I was driving back to Norman. That's a three-hour drive. That's not no, a cushy no, two-hour. No. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's about two. It's about yeah, two. It's not that bad. Yeah. Once you get out of Norman, it's about two. Right. right. <laughs> Especially at that point, the, the worst is whenever you uh, take off to Tulsa, and oh, it's yeah. like rush hour. And so you're just stuck in rush hour traffic. You could have just... literally just sat at your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And save time. Right. I could just wait for an hour and mm-hmm. I would get there at the same time. But no. But no. Uh, that's, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I made it. I made it back. I, I, I'm I, glad I you're saved. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And we're all here today. The ghost of Kyle Reed, everyone. The ghost of... And the, that, that's how you should end that story. And I died. And I died. <laughs> and your ass is haunted. Right. Yeah. Forevermore. True story. True story. Uh, so mm. let's talk about, okay, you just put out this, this EP right. in May. Yeah. And tell me about what your personal process is okay. of supporting a record. You've got the full length live album and then you've got the EP. Like how do you, how do you go about yeah. whether in theory or in actual execution? That's, that's a good distinction. Uh, I don't think I did, uh, as great of a job promoting the, uh, the EP as I, as I, I wish I had, you know, like um it was a smaller you know a smaller production but I, I i love it i honestly like there are there are moments when i when i think that's my favorite thing you know yeah i uh, i think it was one of those things where i i don't know what i was doing i think it was just summertime you know it was just summertime and the schedule was starting to heat up but specifically for the chariots you know it was one of those things where i thought maybe the chariots would kind of like back off a little bit but we were getting, I think we played like a dozen festivals this summer, you know, mm-hmm. like. That's awesome. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, like exactly. season is the best. I love festivals. Best you festival make it season. that way. If you make it that if way. You, yeah. Because South by can be the most painful experience well, possible. That's you not can. a festival anymore. Man. That's, that's <laughs> a clusterfuck. Is what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> it's a, It's a, 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 a showcase for right. Uh, yeah. corporate All interests. All the rock stars on the whole freaking country. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a weird thing. I didn't go this year. I yeah. didn't go to South by. Uh, but I went to a lot of other, other stuff. It, yeah. it, was, it was really cool, you know. Um, but yeah, so you know what I, my intention, and actually I, I worked really hard on on the bits to promote this thing, the the EP. Uh, don't be afraid. So what I did was I, starting from the beginning, I knew what the project was. You know, like this is what I was talking about. You know, they all have to have a, you know. An intention at the very yeah. least you know like and i'm i you know sometimes i do just collect you know all the demos i've recorded you know over the past couple of years and i find the best ones and i just put them out and that's just a thing you know yeah. but uh with the records and, and stuff i make i like for them to have a little bit of intention and the intention here was that I, I built everything i did everything all the steps along the way was something that i i did myself so i built the instrument and then i just went up to my friend's uh cabin uh, and I, I in Arkansas over at mm. Greer's Larry Fake or Greer's Ferry Lake. It's very, very Larry fake. fake. Yeah. <laughs> Your story is starting to unravel. Don't you believe here. me? <laughs> Come on, guys, <laughs> stick with me. Stick with me. Uh, and and so I I just brought out you know my recording rig, my mobile recording rig in Ableton Live, and I just recorded you know like six songs, and I picked the four that I, I thought were the strongest. And then I, I, you know, did what little mixing, you know, it needed and what little mixing I'm capable of right. mixed it and did like a, a super, 
you know, and just kind of like figuring out, you know, what mastering is, you know, like yeah. I was trying to like, it's louder, <laughs> but is there. it better? You know? <laughs> right. Uh, and then I did the artwork. And then finally I took each of these songs and then I mined uh, archive.org for old um, black and white silent uh, films, mm-hmm. you know, like public domain stuff. Yeah. And I found a lot of really awesome footage yep. that I that I would then cut together for little music videos for all these things. Yeah, that's really and they're all on YouTube right now. Yeah. You know, I put them out there. I think I just didn't, I didn't, you know, do do a you know a, a video release show or you yeah. know like these little things that you you can do, which is kind of cool. I see a lot of bands doing it now where they yeah. release a single. And that's you put on a big production the same way you would if you were doing an album. Yeah, which that's what Limberlimbs just did, and uh, I, I'm very very. It's it's been cool to see. Them oh yeah, execute this. They got a full on. So plan. good. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, everything about that. I mean, the video and the all, all the production, everything like that went into making it, and then the way that the word was spread about it yeah. once it was made and once it was available. I have yeah. a lot of respect for the way that was done because I was very impressed. It was that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, I'm you're right. I'm a little biased. But... Yeah, no, no, no. But, you know, you're right. And there's there's a point to be made here. And this is, you know, I'm glad we were talking about promoting that EP. And, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I could have done better. But we've sold just about all of them that we printed so yeah. far, you know. And so, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I like it. I'm, I might print some more, you know. Like, yeah, you but I yeah it's really, really it's one of my favorite things that I've heard oh, you do, thank honestly. You. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the the point being that if you make something really cool, like I spent you know like almost a year you know from start to finish on that thing, not including you know writing the songs just throughout the you know, but if you put that much work into making something, it makes no sense to not put as much work, at least as much work, yeah. into letting people know that it's there. Right. You know. So, I. Uh, it is it is something that I think a lot of artists struggle with. I struggle with it all the time, honestly. Yeah. You know. It's confusing for me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a real learning experience for us because we've been working on our record for God knows how long. And we, it, it's it, done. It's and we've an been embar- on artwork for like six months. It, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's an embarrassing long, embarrassingly yeah. long amount of time. Yeah. 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 But you know, sometimes that's that's how long it takes, yeah. and and that's yeah. you know, uh, it's one of those things. I've found, oh, man, so many things. I it always takes longer than you want it to. I think that yeah. that's a yeah, universal truth about you these projects. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's hard to not get frustrated, like with how long it takes. Like that's something that I've had to to kind of deal with. It's just the frustration of how long it's mm-hmm. taken to get it done. Oh sure, <clears throat> and, uh, and then just to get it out, get it done and get because it out. Wanna, you know, we want to. We don't want to just do you know a dud. Like we want to. We have a marketing plan, kind of. We're still waiting. Once we get the artwork and everything, then we can actually start looking at how we're really going to execute that. But, right, right. I mean, because you, know. you got to, you know, that's one of the things you gotta that I... have a strategy. you got to have a strategy. It's it's absolutely true. Uh, it makes, yeah, it makes a big difference. There was something I was going to say about that. I can't remember what it was. That's all right. <laughs> well, that's all right. Because that's all right. It's time to hear another original tune. By I'd love to. I, I, can, do right. I can do that. I can do that. Here's another tune from that EP. Uh, this is this one's a little more upbeat. I... I Intentionally chose the longest, slowest song for the first song, <laughs> just just so that you know we that we'd set a bar. Now this is <laughs> you're nice and relaxed by the end, but oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's a a little bit more upbeat one. This is called Manic Expression. Ooh yeah, that's good. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the Oki Show Show is brought to you by that door that was harder to open than you thought. Think you're a manly man? Think again. <laughs> yes. It's a good sponsor. It's that's a good a, sponsor, you know? That's actually a great sponsor. <laughs> Don't let them go. So yeah, if you forget to lock your door, you just, you know, you're good because someone will just try and give up because yeah. they have they have a weak will. Either that or just assume that every single door that you ever encounter is as difficult as that one and just kick the door in. <laughs> Just make it the most dramatic entrance possible. I, I foresee a lot of broken. <laughs> I foresee a lot of broken glass in that scenario. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, be selective on the surface of the door that you're using. Oh well, now you tell me. <laughs> have some discretion. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. in that case, you want to have a rock. You don't use your foot. Oh. All right. You just throw a rock through the window I, and walk through right. the frame of the door. I feel like that's a different act. I'm title. here. <laughs> I conquered that door. <laughs> So done we have reached the uh this is the fun part all right of the show been waiting to have fun this so, whole time it's been, it's been so painful <laughs> now, this, is actually, this might be one of my favorite episodes so far just yes because of, like, we've gotten to have some really cool conversation and some some really damn good music so. hey so now let's uh let's have some fun playing some games shall we i like so this that. is uh this is a game called scenes from a hat and the way that this works for those of you who have what who have seen whose line is in anyway Basically, we read a scenario that is written on a piece of paper inside this hat I have here. And then each of us gets to, and in no particular order, if, if an idea comes to you, you can just go right away. You get to uh, put your own spin on it. So, okay. for instance, I'm just going to do a little throwaway scene right here. Uh, so, for instance, for a suggestion like the worst thing to say at a funeral... We're gathered here today to remember this unremarkable human being <laughs> who... <laughs> Still owes me five dollars, <laughs> and I are believe me. I already looked through his pockets <laughs> in the casket. It's not there. I hope you haunt me. I will make it worse for you than you make it for me. Okay, you want to? Okay, this is, let me tell you a true story. This actually happened. Uh, on the note of the worst thing to say at a funeral. So my whenever my great grandfather passed away, it was. Uh, Really, really beautiful funeral, but I went out into the lobby area and slipped out of bar. Oh, yep. <laughs> My dad followed me out there. He walks up, and he stops in his tracks. He goes, 
it smells like something died. <laughs> and then we just awkward pause or just stared at each other and we just walked away. Nope. Can't even touch that one. <laughs> it's uh so No, that's fantastic. I don't feel bad for laughing. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay, so scenes from my hats. Mm. Uh in no particular order, if you have an idea, just go straight with it. Uh famous movies as a porno. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, it's not a movie, but, uh, Breaking Bad, say my name. <laughs> These are the pleasure dolls you're looking for. <laughs> Famous movies, uh, movie scenes as a porno. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> All right. Okay. Long lost Tom Waits songs. Oh my God. Crocodile dirge. <laughs> uh, whiskey in my bottle. Uh, my baby bottle. Everything's dead and everything's dying. You could be sadder. Have I mentioned I played Satan? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Oil, uh, engine oil as lubrication for sex. I like it. Yeah, that's a waltz. Like that's one of his like <laughs> ballads. Right, know, that's that's yeah. a bad as me B side, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, why don't you pull one of those? Pull one of these out here? Yeah. Okay. What we got here? Exploring the Attic. Oh my god, that's where Rumpus went! <laughs> Asterisk. Ash, uh, Rumpus is Brian's dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's where Grandma keeps her dildos. Oh, oh here's where Grandpa keeps his dental days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey. <coughs> I, found, uh, I found the, uh, the, the, old, uh, the old kitchenware. You know? <laughs> the, the kitchenware <laughs> that you used to use. Before we got married, <laughs> and I realized everything you ever did for me was a lie. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Next one. Just insert a laugh track. It'll be fine. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should all laugh really loud right Whoa. now. So, ah, 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 ah. Daddy, Daddy, can I eat all the cotton candy up here? <laughs> So uh, you can you can find you know my calendar videos and you know you can buy all my stuff at my website. Uh, it's kylereadmusic.com. Very nice. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? At Music. And what's your Facebook? The Facebook. So I I think it's slash kylereadmusic. I'm pretty sure. It's also uh, slash and slash and low swinging chariots. chariots. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it's slash uh, low swinging chariots. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, where can people order your guitars? Ooh, that's a great question. Because I want people to order my guitars. Yes. I still, I, <laughs> we want people to order your guitars. Exactly. Because they're amazing. Because this is, you know, uh, I've been playing it all, you know, the whole podcast, and I sell them. You, you can get one of your own. And you can get it at my website. Uh, or, you know, lots of, you just send me a message on Facebook or something. I mean, the way, the way I do it on my website is you, there's a, a specific page about the Cigar Box guitar. It's got all the information about it. tells you everything you need to know. And you can buy it, you know, you can click a PayPal button and you can, you know, buy it, I'll ship it to you. Or if you live in town and you'd rather meet up and have a beer and hang out or something, you know, like you, you just send me send me a message, send me an email, and we'll meet up and I'll bring a cigar box, you know. There you go. Yeah. That is an Oklahoma businessman right there. That's, <laughs> that's how you Man, get things done. That's right. Just taking care of business. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Oh my um, gosh, thank this, you. This has been awesome. I've had such a good time. Yeah, well, I glad, love the I'm podcast. Glad. And um, also thanks to Walk and Stick Design for our awesome logo. If you need a logo, t-shirt design, or any other kind of graphics design work, 
done, you can contact Clint at 405-627-1193 or email him at clint at walkingstickdesign.com. You can also visit uh, the Okie Show Show on Facebook, on Twitter, we're at Okie Show Show. And uh, man, thanks again for coming on. Jason, thanks for being here as well. Hey, glad it's always a pleasure. (laughs) Two-man operation this time. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah, thanks again so much, guys. (laughs) 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 (laughs)